we met with several different doctors who were just amazing with how compassionate they were and how much they felt like even though his case was very difficult at that point they were willing to do whatever they could to help him the subject is UAB. this is uab memories where we get nostalgic and share the memories people have made over the years at the university of alabama at birmingham i'm will shingleton producer and host of the Memories Podcast. And in today's Memories, we're looking back at a few moments where someone going the extra mile literally changed people's lives. A while back, we did an episode called More Than Medicine about the different majors UAB has to offer. We could have called this one the same thing, just for a different reason. Thousands of people get treatment within the walls of UAB Hospital every year. But today, we've got a couple of stories where doctors and friends going above and beyond the call of duty made all the difference in the world. And we're going to start with a story that's turned into a UAB tradition. In 2012, Kim Bean's husband, Jeremy, came down with pain in his upper chest and throat, which they both thought might be something pretty serious. So I tell everyone now, if you have acid reflux, go get checked for polyps on your esophagus because that's what he had. Um, He had acid reflux for years and never really thought too much about it, never really went and got checked. Um, And the acid reflux caused polyps on his esophagus, which aggravated over time, and uh, they turned cancerous. And that's pretty much how most esophageal cancer from what I've, you know, from what I've learned anyway, um, starts and that's why it's so hard to treat because people usually just take the symptoms as acid reflux until it gets to a point where it's it's pretty severe. Um, when he felt like he might be having a heart attack one day, he was at work and he was having such severe chest pain, he actually went to the fire station that was not far and they checked him out and they said, well, you're not having a heart attack, but something's going on. You might want to go just get checked out. So he went to the closest ER and um, they did some tests and come to find out that after they did a biopsy on one of the polyps, it was cancerous. When Jeremy came to UAB Hospital, Kim found herself in a position that so many of us have in the past. When the loved one takes a turn for the worse, it can be almost unthinkable to leave their side. So they don't. Sadly, Kim's husband lost his battle with cancer. And at a few different points, she was there with him in the hospital for multiple days in a row. And along with the emotional turmoil that comes along with seeing someone you care about in the hospital, there are a number of logistical issues that come along with it too. Hospitals aren't hotels, and you're far away from almost everything you use on a daily basis. And Kim looked around and saw that she wasn't the only one in this situation. The last two weeks, I did not leave. I stayed here. And after the first couple of days, it was really difficult because even though I would I would stay for a day or two and then go home, after you were here for a few days and then I just felt like I couldn't leave, it, it was difficult. I had a lot of people that did live nearby that would bring me things and it was very helpful. But while I was in the waiting room, I saw so many people that were there that could not leave because they lived so far away and they were literally living there. And whenever he passed away, I think there were a couple of different things that made me 
decide to do the bags. One, just because I did have so many people, not only people that I knew, but people that I didn't really know that would bring me things. And then also I felt such a connection to this hospital still. I felt like I still needed to come, even though I didn't really have that same reason to be here. I wanted to still come here. And I think it kind of made me feel like I was still, he was still here in a way. In the midst of all this, Kim realized that there was something she could do to help. She looked at everything that her friends and family members had brought her while she stayed at the hospital and thought that she might be able to do the same thing for others. So she threw together a kind of care package for families staying at the hospital, full of toiletries, pillows, medicines, and whatever else might be necessary for a longer-than-expected stay away from home. She dropped a few of them off at the hospital, and before she even knew what to think, they were already making a huge impact. I just put them all in a bag, and I didn't really think anything of it. And then after I brought them to her, she called me a few days later, and she said, all of these doctors on this floor are just blown away by you making these. Nobody would ever think to make these, but these are so wonderful. And she said the bags that she gave, those first bags, she said everyone was just like, thank you so much. This is, you know, I I don't have any of this and I need this. And they, you know, they were cried. They were so happy. So I kind of felt like I needed to make them any opportunity that I could. So the first year we made them on his birthday and on the anniversary of when he passed away. And then after a couple of years, people started hearing about the bags that I made. And so I would get people say, well, here, here's some money or here. I went to the store and I would have people that would start donating. And so six years later, I've got a pretty good bit of people that help out. And um, I actually have 10 bags today that I'm bringing to donate. Um, We donated seven bags in November. So we try every few months to bring as many bags as we can. Kim's care packages came to be known as bean bags. And since 2012, She's dropped off well over 100 bags to families in need. You don't have to be a doctor, a nurse, a PA, or whatever else to improve someone's medical care. You just have to be willing to be creative in coming up with ways to meet their needs. Speaking of creativity, our next story comes from UAB employee Allison Nicely, who, because of her unique symptoms earlier on in her life, got her first experience with UAB through a new department at the hospital. As a young person and as a teenager, I came to UAB for medical care uh, at the suggestion of a friend who actually worked here. And he suggested that I come to the neurology department that had been created and see Dr. Fott, who I believe at the time was the chair. I had been having epileptic seizures since three months old and had been treated by the best at the time in the Birmingham area. And so started coming to UAB, and then we discovered through a family member that uh, they were people were now doing sur- brain surgeries for uh, people with epilepsy, and medication hadn't fixed my problem. And so we started talking to the doctor about that because we found out they were doing those surgeries here at UAB. The idea of brain surgery was understandably pretty scary. But with a dearth of options left available to them, Allison and her family decided to go for it. It was a long and scary ordeal. But thankfully for everyone involved, this bold strategy led to a happy ending. We went through the process once I was old enough to do the surgery and 
found out that I did qualify, that I was a candidate. I had my first MRI that I had ever had here at UAB. And they found a brain tumor attached to my optical nerve. So I had surgery in the theater operating room here at UAB because we are a teaching university. And so uh, my surgery was performed uh, in 1987. And they removed a rare brain tumor. And uh, from that time, I have been seizure-free. Our last story comes from UAB's Executive Vice Chair of Surgery, Dr. Marty Heslin. Dr. Heslin's specialties are gastrointestinal surgical oncology, hepatobiliary and pancreatic surgery. But for all the laymen out there like me, the short version is that Dr. Heslin is a cancer surgeon. And the kinds of cancers he deals with are usually pretty difficult. He's been in this field for about 25 years. And after a quarter century of treating patients with such a challenging disease, you probably wouldn't blame him for being a little defeatist. But he isn't. He's still treating patients and publishing research and doing his best to give those in his care as high quality of life as possible. He told us one story of a man who came to him with a pretty bleak prognosis. But with an extremely high level of care and a little help from fate, Dr. Heslin and his team were able to give him more than he could ever have expected. My boss at Sloan Kettering took care of him and said, listen, we can't do an operation. It's too late. And they actually, the whole family is crowded around the bedside. They pulled the breathing tube out and waited for him to die. And 24 hours later, he was still alive asking for a cheeseburger. And they packaged him on a plane, sent him back home. And we nursed him back to health over the next like six weeks and ended up operating on him. Um, it was a 10-hour operation, 10 units of blood. It was just, um, but got him through it. And he lived another two years. Pancreatic cancer is a challenge either way, but lived another two years where his estimated survival without the operation was about three to six months. He got to see all his uh, grandchildren be born. He sold his company. He just was, it was a great opportunity for him. And, and we became pretty close during that time. And um, one of the things for him that was um, interesting, his thing was you, um, you, have to end, you have to try to take care of the people around you because they're the ones that are supporting you. He ultimately, him and his family started a foundation. It funds a lot of our research. And it was just a great gift back around from a guy who, you know, had a difficult problem, had a real chance back at life and basically um, gave something back and took care of the people around him, even if he's not here. As you might be able to tell from the soundbite, Dr. Heslin takes forming relationships with his patients about as seriously as he does actually performing surgery. He views it as an integral part of the healing process, and he's willing to go outside the walls of the hospital to make it happen. He shared a particularly impactful moment with one patient who his team got to help. They improved his condition significantly, and when it became apparent that the patient was well enough to play, Dr. Heslin treated his bedside manner for a greenside one. We bought him some time, and we bought him some real quality time. Actually, he, at the last time he played golf, he made a birdie on one of these holes, which was just, you know, unfathomable that, you know, out there swinging a club and hits it to two feet and knocks it in. I was so scared he was going to miss. <laughs> And so it didn't matter where we were in the world. He would um, either give me a call or he, he thought I died if I didn't call him. So bottom line for him, we spoke every Friday, 
And uh, that was my commitment to him. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, he uh, wanted to take care of the people around him. And that was my uh, commitment to him to take care of him. If you walk in the doors of UAB Hospital, you can expect world-class care. That's a given at this point. But what you may not anticipate is the level to which caregivers are willing to throw themselves into the care of their patients. Through creative problem solving, innovative treatments, and relationship building that goes way above and beyond what's required, UAB Medicine has established a culture of cover-to-cover -cover care. Hopefully you have to spend as little time within its walls as possible. But in any event you need it, these stories show you can expect them to give you everything they've got. I'm Will Shingleton, and today's memories are about making healing happen. If you like what you heard, please leave us a rating. And if you have a little extra time during your home quarantine for COVID-19, leave us a review too. This whole process is about bringing people into what UAB has to offer, and ratings and reviews are a big part of that. Tune in next week for another UAB memory. Music